Uh, I'm not on mute. You were on mute. Well, aren't we always on mute for a moment before we start talking? Are we? Are we? I, I, I feel that you did help me, but I, I think I'm close to being able to do this on my own. Let's invite everyone. Let's That's invite everyone we know. I, I did. Your turn. What? You've invited everyone and no one's here? I'm going to do it. Yeah. Invite. Invite. And I make you a moderator. But that's a lot of invites. I just invited everyone I know. I know. You got a little click happy, huh? Am I not allowed to invite? I think you All are. All we need is one. Yeah, Henry came for your invite. And the truth is, Jaron, right? I think so. The truth is... We don't really need anybody as long as we have each other for a moment. I, I think it's it's good for us to talk. And we have each other all the time. But we don't we don't talk except that's true. On Colin. Colin is where we come to talk. That's true. At least we have a place, a forum that we can discuss things. Well, and, and just be open to the world. And and if someone wants to come in later. And listen, they are they are more than welcome, correct? I, I think so. And we're open to each other, more importantly, because we're not in our relationship, I suppose. I like to think that I'm, I'm open for business at, at all times. I, I'm trying not to be shut down in life. Am I doing better? Uh, with me or the world? I'd like to include you in the world. Uh, we can discuss it with Addison. I don't think she would say you're doing better. Do you not think that I'm doing better as, as a, a man just being open and patient and loving to this family? Mm, if you were, would Addison hate you so much? Does she really hate me or is she playing a game? Oh, no, it's not a game. There's strong feelings there. Strong feelings of hate? Or dislike. My dad used to say, hate is a negative word and it fills your body with phlegm. It, it is. That's why I said, or dislike. Does she really not like me? I mean, it's going to turn at some point when she's like a teenager. I'm sure she's going to think you're the cool dad if you're still alive, which hopefully you are. And all of a sudden I'm going to be the one she hates. So don't worry. It, it'll turn as long as you can live long enough. Can I ask you? Uh, as a friend, are you coaching her into the hate? Oh, no. No coaching is needed. So she's. this is just uh, a decision that a three-year-old has made on her own? Is Yeah, if anything, I plead with her to let you do things. Can you please just let Daddy do this for a few minutes? Please stay with Daddy for a few minutes. Let Mommy just have a few minutes to do some work. Go back, do some Pilates, go to the bathroom, anything. But within a minute of leaving her with you, she comes banging on any closed door, demanding for me to. Is open it, it possible? Is it possible, Jaron, that we can give her to someone else? No, she loves me. I don't need to give her away. Well, is it possible that the two of you leave so that I can just not have to be hated? I mean, I think you'd be outnumbered, so you'd be the one leaving. 
Okay, so you're giving me the okay to just exit? No, I said you would be. I didn't say that you're. it's okay for you to do so. Okay. Uh, also, uh, as a friend, will I ever have my naps back? I, I think it's shit that I don't get, I don't get a uh, half no, hour with the kid. Too. That's when she loves me. I know. So just to give a little background on the history of Kirk's naps, constantly always around three-ish ever since addison stopped napping she would start she would sometimes just curl up in dad's arms on the couch he'd say i'm open they'd snuggle and watch a little tv while i was walking around doing stuff and kirk and she would fall asleep every time especially kirk kirk would pass out really i don't think i fall Jaron, hi, Kirk Fox. Hi. I don't think I don't think I always fall asleep. You're you're making it seem like that's my nap time. I just like the I like it the is. feeling of Addison just curling up next to me. Well, and, I should say it was. No, no, no. Your eyes are closed. Your mouth is open. You're snoring. Sometimes Addison will even look at you and be like, "Really? You're already asleep?" Maybe that's why she stopped doing it because she just couldn't believe that you were just passing out on her so quickly. So now she just won't snuggle with you. Does she know how much older I am than you? Uh, She'll come to learn it one day. Uh, I think as an old man, uh, a nap is crucial. Uh, I I see a lot of people, a lot of our listeners, there's about 10,000 people listening right now. I wonder if I have any other uh, gentlemen that are in their late 40s, possibly early 50s, that enjoy a nap at the end of the day. Or even during the day. I want to ask that question at some point. Well, first, but it should be noted that Kirk yesterday, you know he hit an extreme of exhaustion. When I put Addison to sleep, I made some nice shrimp pasta dinner, a saffron shrimp. It was very good. Zucchini. A lot of I. You're saying I a lot. Yes, because then I serve the dinner. And I eat. Kirk and I will go to separate rooms normally to eat because we've spent more than enough time together during the day to need that alone time. And I go to put my bowl in the fridge, I mean in the kitchen, in the sink, and I look and Kirk's just sitting at the end of the table with his phone resting on his leg, his eyes shut and he's passed out. And it, it took a moment. I looked. I was like, is this possible? Is he really just napping, sitting up in a dining chair? This can't be. But then I drop off the bowl. I walk back through. He hasn't moved. Somehow the phone hasn't fallen. I don't know how that's possible. And I have good balance. And then I was like, maybe, wait, I'm like, maybe, maybe he's just pretending. I'll turn off the lights, though. If he really needs this nap before comedy, I'll turn them off. And 30 minutes later, he comes into the other room and says, why is it dark? What what happened? Why was it dark in, out there? Was I eating in darkness? No. Hi, Jaren. Hi, Jaren. Jaren, great story. Yeah. Uh, I, I like it. Uh, here's a question for you. Is it really a no. nap if I'm asleep at 8 o'clock at night, 8.30? Maybe I'm just going to bed. Yeah, you had comedy at 10.30. Oh, does anyone else need naps during the day? Michael, Scott, Henry, John? I mean, I used to be a great napper. I loved naps. Oh, Kirk, I, I, need, I need two naps. I, I, take, I take one nap right after lunch when I have a full belly. Uh, and then usually either just before or just after dinner, depending upon when dinner is. It's not a set time. Uh, but yeah, I need two about 20-minute naps during the day. Otherwise, 
And around when would dinner be? What's the approximate? It's not. Well, I mean, dinner, I would say the over under on dinner is about seven o'clock, but sometimes uh, it, it, it goes later, in which case I'll get my nap in before dinner. But uh, so what time do you go to sleep at night? Uh, usually just after midnight. And then I'm up usually. Well, I have to get up pretty much when the sun comes up because my cat wants his breakfast. Uh, so there's no. Uh, Man, Michael, you might want a different cat. Michael, I knew I knew a cat was in play. Yeah, no, they they really will not let you sleep much past sunrise. Now, lately, I've been getting, uh, being able to sleep a little later because the sun's coming up later. So that's uh, hi, Michael, Kirk, Michael Kirk Fox. Yeah, quick, uh, uh, quick question for you, and then I'd like to talk to John because of his. I like his shirt. But Michael, if uh, if you met a person <laughs> that had the personality of a cat. Would you even let that person into your home? Uh, well, you mean, you mean somebody who's, who sleeps all day and uh, otherwise is uh, scratching my leg? Yeah, but I would have to think about that. Have to be uh, okay. You think about that, Michael, and I want you to get back to us eventually. I, I want to talk to John for a second, Michael. Two naps is strong. I think you should maybe uh, just cut it down to one. How can he? As a cat waking him early, he needs those two naps. Jared, I'm not against. Hi, Jared Kirk Fox. John, uh, is it Kirk? Yes, uh, I, it it is Kirk. It's also Jaron. At this moment, it's just Kirk. John, what, uh, what are you talking about? It's just Kirk. Well, I was talking, so at that moment, it was just me. So should I? So I have to interrupt you constantly to be included in a show that I'm the host of. No, if you notice, Jaron, I stop talking after my thought and allow you to slide in, and that should be vice versa. So are you only present if you're actively talking? Probably, probably. Okay. Go ahead, John. Well, I guess John hasn't been present, so let's make John present now. John, how are you doing today? I, I'm good. I'm coming on to just advocate. Uh, I am a big coffee nap person, uh, taking a nap shortly after drinking uh, a, a hot cup of coffee in the morning, very early in the morning, laying back down for another 30, 45 minutes, uh, and then getting immediately back up and starting the day. This is interesting. So does the caffeine, is it basically you get the coffee in you and then take a nap until the caffeine kicks in and actually wakes you up? Correct, yes. Well played, well played. So, so John, do you get up early enough to, to time out the coffee nap in the morning? Yeah, I'm usually up around 5.30 in the morning. That's when the, okay, the first Okay, not step. so well played then. That, that I'm against. That's too early. Well, I, I, I live on a, a, a farm in rural North Carolina. And so uh, there are things to be done uh, early in the morning that, that you need to get up for. And so I'm usually up before sunrise and, uh, and get that first cup of coffee going. And um, Those are too many real life responsibilities for Kirk and me. Well, I hey, no, are you kidding? I would I would love to get up at five thirty and do some farming. But John, question: You get up at five thirty. Do you do something out on the farm, or do you just get up at five thirty, have your coffee, and then go back to bed? I start the coffee at five thirty. I get out and I let the ducks and the chickens out of their coop. Come back inside. Usually around that time, the coffee has gotten to a point where I can pour my first cup, put it back, let the rest of it brew. Then I take my nap. When I'm done with my nap, I wake up. There's another fresh cup of coffee waiting for me there too. Hi, John. Kirk Fox. Uh, 
Here's what I think. I don't think that can be considered a nap. I, I think you're getting up that early. It's almost like you're getting he's up. Sleepwalking. Oh, sorry. What, what happened? He's sleepwalking. Yeah, it can be sleepwalking or it could just be you getting up to pee. Uh, I don't know, because those chickens and turkeys and ducks, they can be feisty. You kind of got to be on your toes when you let them out in the morning. And so I'm usually fairly awake when I'm doing those activities and going outside and doing things and moving stuff around uh, and then coming in and then nestling down, taking a, you know, a, a good beat where I do doze off. Uh, and so I think I would consider it a nap uh, open to your interpretation of it, though. John, I, I think it, it might be a nap. Jaron, do you think that's a nap? I mean, I think it constitutes a nap to me. He, he, it sounds like he's done a lot. He's probably done more in that 10 minutes before going back to sleep than we do in our entire day. I agree. John, you're, I, I, I'm going to say you're a hero. Well, listen, Kirk, it's, and Kirk and Jaron, it's been an honor and a privilege to speak to you both. I used to be out in Los Angeles. I worked for the Gersh Agency for a while, and I believe I met you through Kevin Nealon a number of times, Kirk, but uh, love, uh, love being able to participate in the podcast. And, uh, Interesting. Yeah. Hey, you hey, left, John, hey, you John, left LA me. and the world of Nealon and Gersh to go to North Carolina and be a farmer? Uh, yes, my wife and I, we run an animal sanctuary out here. And so we save uh, little livestock. Uh, we have pigs, horses. John, I, I'm loving you so much right now. I'm sorry to your wife, but I, I think I, I love you. <laughs> well, well, party farms on social if you're ever having a down day. Lots of cute animal pictures. And that's what everything that we're up to. But yeah, no, I, uh, I, I was still working for Gersh when I came out here. And unfortunately, it was a COVID casualty in terms of uh, in terms of employment there. But now back on my feet somewhere else. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been uh, quite the life adjustment and just lifestyle in general. But uh, it's definitely I think it's uh, opened up my eyes and given me a, a unique perspective on just the world in general after living in LA for 10 years. John, I'm proud of you. Also, John, uh, you Kirk, and Jaron have so much in common. She has turned this I, home. I was about to say this. Kirk says I have an animal sanctuary at our house. He says that I have treated our wildlife as my animal sanctuary. Well, I will say until you start coming home with uh, chickens and things like that, begging so, so that they can stay, that's when you can officially uh, give yourself the, the sanctuary seal of approval. When we were in L.A., well, right now I have about seven deer in my backyard that I feed. Oh, nice. I love that. Yeah, we had five dogs in L.A. that we had rescued from shelters. And so I think uh, I'll, I'll allow the, uh, the, the, deer, the deer feeding to constantly. And we, have two, and we have two dogs that we rescued from Tijuana that are brother-sister from the same litter. And we rescued them the week before we found out I was pregnant. But they're still around. It's a nice, happy family. Amazing. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, minus the they have a terrible sibling rivalry with each other, but they're good to our daughter, and that's all that matters. Hi, you guys, Kirk Fox. I have to tell you, hearing you guys talk about your love of animals, I, I started to doze off a little. So I, I have to say that this napping thing, John, I, I get it. You, you, you go back to bed just possibly out of boredom. Uh, I just have to say that I think that just means Kirk's a bad person. I am a bad. Uh, John knows I'm a bad person. Yeah, that's true. He's I think you. 
I'd say you're a unique person. I would not qualify you as bad. I would qualify you. Ooh, as but that also unique. doesn't qualify as good. Hmm. Hey, John, what is it about me that you find unique? I think the the way that you present your ideas and your thoughts, uh, as well as your vocal patterns, are very unique. Uh, almost, you know, don't you know? It, there are similarities that you can draw from that, but I don't want to compare you to any other artists in your field. Um, I think you as an individual have a very uh, different perspective on, on life and are able to draw out viewpoints that most people are not able to, to see. And then you highlight them in a variety of colors. John. Kirk, uh, did you, are you say John? Hey, John, are you surprised I'm not in prison? Uh, I'm surprised. You're I'm not? surprised that you haven't done a stint in jail, not prison. I think if have you been arrested before? Have you gone to? Camp? He's been. He's been in jail. He's been in Jared, jail. Okay. When I'm talking about my my past, uh, I bring up when I've been in jail. <laughs> done. So aren't you living in jail right now? I thought. I would say this is a, a minimum security uh, prison. Okay. I hey, John, that. I want to come live on your farm. Would that be a problem? Uh, I don't think it would be a problem. Our guest room right now is inhabited by a chicken going through medical quarantine. And so you may have some issues in the morning uh, when it comes to noise. But again, you'll have some coffee. You could take a quick coffee nap shortly after being uh, woken up early in the morning. Uh, but I think, you know, we have 13 acres out here. Uh, I think we have plenty of room for you. We could, uh, we could put you to work for sure. John, I'm excited about this. To work? Uh, yeah, but he said to work. He can put you to that's work. That's okay. I'm ready to work. I, and and also, John really? finds me unique. I find your voice unique. He said your voice, and I agree. Your voice and your cadence is very unique. No, John was going a little deeper <laughs> in, into who I am. Who are you? That's the question. That's what makes me unique. Nobody really knows, but I'm definitely confident. I would agree with that for sure. No question. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank you, Jaron. Kirk Fox. Hey, John, uh, last question, if you don't mind. Uh, I know you have, to, you have to get back to either napping or feeding chickens. What time do you go to bed, John? Uh, generally, I go to bed. I try and go to bed between eleven and midnight every night. Um, but sometimes extenuating circumstances or you know things on the farm can extend that a bit. But I try and kind of try not to go too far past midnight. So that means like six hours or less of sleep a night, Kirk. Just, well, he's just taking a nap. Me, I'm just telling you. He's taking a nap. I think he's at seven total. No, because if he's midnight to 5.30, that's five and a half. I'm giving him 30 minutes for a nap, so that's six hours. Yeah, but he likes it to be closer to 11. I don't want to argue about John's sleep pattern. And sometimes it's past that. Kirk's convinced that he needs at least six hours of sleep to function. He thinks he really needs seven and ideally eight, but eight he has accepted is never going to happen again until his child is at college. Well. I, th I think for someone as as talented and as um, you know, uh, I'll, excuse me for using unique again, uh, as Kirk, I think in order to get his brain and his thoughts and everything optimized to the greatest extent for him to perform and to get those perspectives out there in in a way that that can grow his career, 
I think I am a, definitely a supporter of an eight hour sleep pattern for Kirk, uh, if not more, uh, with those naps in between during the day whenever he can get them. Wait, eight hours including the naps or excluding the, naps. Are the naps in addition? In addition. Wow. Wow. John, I got to be honest with you, and I'm going to leave you with this. If you were still at Gersh, I'd let you be my agent. I think you could really explain to a buyer what they're getting and why they should pay top dollar. Kurt, and Kirk does, like he says, he takes out-of-town jobs. He goes and does road comedy just so he can sleep. That makes sense. You get a lot of opportunities for sleeping on the road. That is a, a definite fact of of. of- Hey, hey, John, last question. Have you seen uh, Reservation Dogs yet? Uh, FX on Hulu. I, I have not, but it is on, it is queued on my Hulu account. And that's not the last question, because I have a very important question for you, John. Is that shirt of yours in your picture a snap button or a full button down? I believe it is a full button down. I'm right next to my closet. I can Because if it's a snap button, Kirk is going to need it. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is not a snap button. It is a traditional button down. He is forever searching for a snap button that looks like that. A, a gingham oh, plaid snap button? My day will come. Yes. My day will come. Like G-Star Raw has had close ones. He's had some, but the color, the black-white color scheme on that is just so nice. Jaron, I hope one day you and John can well, just talk about deer and shirts. I'm doing this for you. The shirts is for you. The number of times he has had me search for hours upon hours for snap button shirts. And unfortunately, well, when you search on nap, all right, well, John, I'm gonna let website you go. doesn't let you put a feet. You would think that snap button should be its own category, but it's not. Hey, John, thanks for all the help and uh, pointing out my uniqueness. I'm not done with you. I'm going to talk to you later. I appreciate it, Kirk and Jerry. Bye, Johnny. Okay, this is exciting. Uh, Jaron, at some point, do you have to uh, do Pilates, or are we, we okay for a minute? We're, we're okay. We've got a little time. And worst case, I do Pilates while Addison is trying to climb on me because you can't control her. Okay, that's true. Hey, Jaron, I, I, I really liked uh, John. I, we got a lot of information about napping. I still, I, I still find his nap schedule interesting. He gets up in the morning, has coffee, and then goes and goes back to bed. That that's it, it. Makes a lot of sense, actually. I can follow. It takes time for that coffee to kick in, so he's enjoying it with a nap. I wonder if his dreams are more energetic. If he even dreams, do you have enough time to dream? I don't know. Hey, Scott, do you take naps, my friend? I am fully anti-nap. You've got it. Anti-nap. Well, that's a strong stance. Absolutely. You're going to have enough time to nap and sleep. As you're already finding out, Kirk, it's just going to happen. So, you know, you got to mitigate that and cut it out completely. Um, But uh, But if it's it's starting to happen, don't I allow it? Well, part of the problem is you've got if you're falling asleep in a kitchen chair and, and Jaren's not checking your pulse. Um, uh, I did actually, it's fine. I looked for breathing and I could see his shirt. I had that thought and I did. I saw the shirt moving. Oh, so I knew he was well, still breathing. <laughs> okay. 
That's not. Hey, Karen, I wasn't aware that I you did. checked on my. I know. Uh, I, I try to not share that death could possibly be so close. You know. Isn't death always close? Arguably. I mean, in comparison to the hundreds of million years that's why the universe has been and will be in existence, I, I think all of our lives are, I mean, death's pretty close. The moment I wake up is a, a near-death experience. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, d- definitely, I, I cut the naps out completely. I don't know, uh, but if you're traveling, then, that, yeah. Hey, Scott, how, to, how, uh, how old are you? I, I'm pushing 50. Okay, man. I think naps are coming. I mean, John okay. is a young man. John You're is a young man 50? who naps. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody. What, 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 Jaren sounds surprised. I am surprised. A, because it sounds like your kids are much older, and for you to be younger than Kirk, with Kirk sounding so exhausted and having such a young child, just makes me assume that you must be older but is he young, is he younger than me how old am I, I am i in my late 40s or early 30s early 50s i think you're 52 <laughs> yeah. i don't even, i don't even know but to i don't john's even know point, who i am anymore but to john's point Probably for the best if you just heard kirk for the first time on this app which you know you're you're a famous person so most people would have heard you before but you'd think you're probably pushing 65 you know, you sound like a much older person. And then when you wow. connect the face with the voice, there's for sure, there's a lot more depth in your voice, as John was saying. So, Kirk. Wait, I sound like an old man? <laughs> Sometimes. But that's Especially a good thing. I need for naps. I love the fact that I sound like an old man. I know. I feel like I've been an old man since I was a kid. You know, but I've always been the same way, which is Kirk. Maybe that's why we work because everyone's always told me I just kind of like stopped aging. I, I was always everyone assumed I was much older when I was younger, and then it's just at least looks wise stopped too. But yeah, I was always more of an old soul. I like to say, I like to say Jaren's half my age, but the good half. By the way, I just on a I was watching a. I think it was you and Dr. Phil and you were talking that about was tennis. Exciting. What were, what, I, I, what, I, what were I, we doing? You were talking, talking about, about tennis. tennis. Yeah. I, was I, I this can't. on his show on Dr. Phil's show or just online? It was just a YouTube clip and, uh, interesting. yeah, no, interesting. So, but what I just, I can't even imagine having you as my tennis instructor. I, I don't think I'd be able to learn anything. I'd be laughing the whole time. And I'm guessing he is, well, Scott, I, well, he's not his instructor. Scott, let me first of all say I, I'm not his tennis instructor. We are we are just friends and uh, comrades, and we play tennis together. I may give him some knowledge, but uh, I am not uh, an employed tennis uh, professional at this moment. But I have been in the past, and I'm not against uh, coming out of retirement for the right number. Well, I hire you. you wouldn't. You'd be laughing too much. No, I, I would hire him just so I could relieve some stress and just laugh and maybe play but, some tennis. That would be awesome. I actually think that's the only reason that he was hired as an instructor when he was first starting out. Because at, through Kirk and my dating, Kirk learned that he has ruined many of people's forehands. 
by telling them. Let's not talk. Let's I, not talk I think about this that. is important to talk about because Kirk, until I came along, found out he was teaching everyone incorrectly and telling them, don't worry about the follow through and make sure your arm is straight. You want it really straight on that forehand. When contact's made, arm needs to be straight. False. Now he has learned. Yeah, but Jaron, he's got a very unique body type, so it works for him. But, right? No, like, no, but this is what he was teaching everyone else, and he's realized that's probably why no one else has given him jobs from his past uh, students. Well, Jaron, I, I, I will also say that I, I encouraged staying on the line uh, as far as you can, and then I would let it go through. No, you would say it didn't matter where you finish. Well, we'll talk about it, but Everyone did have uh, some sort of follow-through. I, I wasn't purposely destroying uh, tennis careers. Oh, it wasn't purposely. It's what you genuinely thought was right at the time. Well, I still do, and we'll talk about it. That's concerning. It's okay. You can teach Addison the backhand. I'll teach Addison the forehand. All right, that's fair. Hey, Scott, last thing before we let you go. Uh, you have some stress, you said. Have you thought about napping? Well, I think part of it, <laughs> that's right. It's part of it is because of the, the restrictive diet I'm on as well. Well, well it, that's what I was going to say before, actually, was I have no idea how you're managing no naps when all you're doing is eating one hour out of the day. Well, it's a choice. I'm, I'm trying to get in great shape before we head to the beaches. So Yet you say that, but it's been a choice you've been making for like nine months. No, no, it's only been four months, I think now. So that's still too many. Uh, look at Scott. I bet I I bet you would take a nap after a, a good meal. Yeah, but that happens at ten o'clock at night, so it's it's bedtime. It's not really a nap at that point. Like I you were don't saying. know. I think you should talk to Michael. Michael seems to always be full of food and sleeping. Yeah, but he's got cats, and you know that keeps him busy. That's true. You have kids. <laughs> yes, I do. Cats and kids. I would hope your kids are keeping you busy. Hey, Jaron, Kirk Fox. Jaron, how do you feel about this uh, this uh, this room? Uh, are, are we done? Can we move on? How do you I, feel? I think it's been solid. I think maybe it's a good time to wrap it up. It's a good 30-minute session. Well, I think it was educational. We learned a lot about naps. Uh, some people take them. Some don't. Uh, I would and like people to- seem to have very strong stances on them both ways. I know some people came in hard with uh, with their stance. Uh, I like John's. I don't mind that. But John also, when he described me as unique, it, it didn't seem loving. It, it seemed like he thought I, I had some flaws. Did you pick up on that, Jaron? You know, it's probably... It, there probably are some flaws. There, there are some flaws. I knew, he'd come, I knew he'd come back. He used to be an agent. They need the last word. John? Listen, an artist will always have some type of flaws. That's what really makes them different than, you know, the everyday Joe, the every person that's walking on the street or flipping burgers at, you know, the, the Burger King. You know, the flaws are what really emphasizes who you are as an individual and it gives you that 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 oomph that that is necessary on stage to break out of the field now you're talking john i i like to think that 
I'm a piece of art and the world is my frame. I think you're a piece of art that's continually being created and modified and changed and put in different galleries and looked at through a different lens. It's, it's all about the, the changing, the, everything that's going on around you. And then when people sit and admire you as a work of art, it's, it's, it, it changes by you know, location, by perception, by all of the different elements that, that go into a performance. John, every day I'm adding- John, my feelings on you are changing because now all I'm gonna hear for the next few days is I'm a piece of art. You should appreciate me more. Well, that's a given. I, I don't even need to explain that. I didn't say there's an explanation. It's all I'm gonna hear for the next few days. You, well, you don't even need to hear it. You just need to take it in. Bring no. it in like John has. No, no, no. Well, well no. art can take on a variety of opinions. There are people that are very critical of certain art and then other people that view it in such a, a glowing light. And so I think with 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 Kirk, you are able to have your own opinion on him. He is like a, a, a Van Gogh that is undiscovered. It could be, you know, some people could look at it and say, that's just a line that I could draw. Anyone can do that. And then there's other people that look at it and say, look at the look at the texture on it. Look at the depth. Look at the way that, you know, that line was was either haphazardly or very cautiously put on that canvas. It's, you know, there. John. Hi, hi, hi John Kirk Fox. Last thing uh, you said undiscovered. And uh, I'm actually on one of the top TV shows on the planet. Uh, so I have been discovered by at least the Native American community. By no means did I mean that to reflect on you, you personally. It was specifically just an analogy to say, listen, there are, there are different pieces of work that maybe some people know about, some people don't know about. Van Gogh is a very widely known artist, but he could have pieces that maybe people aren't as familiar with, and they need to familiarize themselves with it because they will fall in love with it. It is something. You know, that that's, is... a sol- that's a solid save, John, because I knew she- that he was going to pick up on that undiscovered and comment. So well played. John, you and Jaren are going to have a wonderful life together. I will be on the wall of your museum. Uh, it's okay. I'm going to just join their animal sanctuary. I'll, I'll volunteer there. And you, you can stick around with Addison. Although she likes animals. She would help. Wonderful. Well, Jaron, I would say the world is better for what animal was that, John? It sounded like some wife? chickens. Yep, that's a, that was a rooster. I went outside. I was hoping someone would, would crow in the background. So, yeah. John, I like your style. Well, trying where's to, Addison when we need her? Addison, Addison was asking me yesterday the difference, or two days ago, the difference between roosters and chickens. And she, actually, she said they were bigger, and I said they're also boys. Hey, John, I'll leave you with this. If you watch the first episode of Reservation Dogs FX on Hulu, uh, you'll see that I have a, a rooster uh, as one of my best friends. So I, I will. Lo- Actually, I'll leave you with a really good story that Kirk hates. Really our good? First, yes. Uh, our first teacher, Addison's first teacher at nursery school last year, uh, Kirk and I developed a very good relationship with, and we had a three way text between us. So we would text stuff. And oh, I go God, to, I don't want to hear I, this. I know, see? I go to Shape House one day. We're all texting, and I go to Shape House, and I come home to Kirk saying, oh, my God, did you see our messages with Mimi? You have to go tell her that I was just working on the script. Tell her I was talking to Sterling. Tell her, tell her. I was like, what are you talking about? And I read it, 
And Kirk thought he was messaging Sterling Harjo practicing live. Why, why are you bringing this up? <laughs> but instead, it was our teacher. And Kirk said, uh, I can't help it. I can't help that I'm blessed with green eyes and a big cock. Well, I think that would be a perfect scenario for your agent to jump in and give a perfect explanation as to what happened. Really dial it in on, you know, the miscommunication there. Uh, that's that's what having an agent's all about, right? He's there to clean up the mess. The teacher said she was very un- she was very understanding. She I, she said, "I get it." I said, "No, really, it was about cockfighting. There was stuff happening." He really did mean it was a script, but I also realized that the day before I drop off, Kirk made a comment about his green eyes and what a blessing they were. I mean, this is this is the world I'm in, John. But uh, my character. But, but he's lucky. Wait, but Kirk is lucky because the teacher said, "Don't worry, I get it. I used to nanny for a bunch of Hollywood people. The things that I've heard and seen, I, I, I don't think anything of it." And I was like, "Then you might have your own problems if you don't find this concerning." <laughs> exactly. My, my my character is into cockfighting, so that's all, John. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. I will. Uh, I like I said, it's already queued up on my Hulu. And I will make sure that uh, that first episode gets played this evening and I settle down with uh, a couple chickens or some roosters and uh, we all watch it as a family. All right. I like your style. All right. I think that's a good way to go out. All right. Jaron, anything you need to say to the world? No. Nope. That's all. Okay, man. Good work, everybody. Kirk Fox out. And I guess Jaron can say the the same. Yeah, I guess Jaron Fox in out too. All right. Bye.